Who Ate My Cake, an all-things career podcast, helping you do work happy. Here on Who Ate My Cake, we're tackling things like imposter syndrome, FOMO, the role of money in our career choices, and your relationship with work, so that we can be in the driver's seat and not fear. So what's our bottom line? It's about crafting careers that fit, so you can do work happy. Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast is brought to you by HD Career Consulting, where we help you find work happy, as well as CC Content, here for all of your online content creation needs. Today on this episode, we will be discussing the origin story of Who Ate My Cake, what does Who Ate My Cake mean to us, and then what you can expect here as you become an avid listener of Who Ate My Cake. We just want you to know that the information and opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and educational purposes. Any reliance on this information that is provided in this podcast is done so at your own risk. Now that the legal jargon is all out of the way, let's get to listening. Hey folks, Cassie and Bree here. We just wanted to thank you for listening to Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast, where we help you do work happy. You're listening to episode zero, Who Ate My Cake? I'm sitting here with Cassie with CC Content, and I'm Bree with HD Career Consulting, and we're here to spread our geek love of workplace <laughs> stuff. Workplace. Yeah, that's right. Well, today we're going to talk about the origin of Who Ate My Cake, what does it mean to us, and what you can expect here on Who Ate My Cake as you become an avid listener. So I hope you're ready, because here it goes. So Who Ate My Cake is interesting, because there's you're like, where does that fall in the lines of, you know, career stuff? Well, to be honest, part of it is that it's super catchy, and you're probably not going to forget it, because uh, Who Ate My Cake is really easy to remember. So there's some practicality in that. However, uh, Who Ate My Cake started a couple years back, actually for me and who ate my cake really the kind of the the conclusion I have about what who ate my cake means is it's about that feeling of chasing something that you're not sure what it is you're sure everybody else has it but you don't have yours yet and you're trying to find it and that's a lot like a career journey you have an ideal or an expectation or a vision of success that you're trying to achieve you look to a bunch of others to be able to define that to maybe even give you some tips and tricks on how to get there and yet every time you get there somebody else has ate the cake or it's some version of the cake that you wanted but it's not the right cake right and so then you got to go sometimes feel like you have to go back to square one sometimes you gotta maybe pivot because you got a little bit of the ingredients but not all of it um and so who ate my cake is just it's about being relatable bringing it back to something like a feeling. That's what I think about when I think about who ate my cake. What about you, Cassie? Who ate my cake for me is all about defining what it is that I'm trying to achieve in the workplace and what that looks like and how I go about it. So I think that there have been some intentional paths down the road that I've taken. And then there's been times when I've been like a little bitty sailboat in the ocean getting tossed around because like you kind of you feel like things are things are happening beyond your control and uh you you don't really know how to manage that and so I look at it as uh me 
kind of choosing the path. Yeah. I've come to a fork in the road, not to quote Robert Frost, but um, <laughs> yeah, being being comfortable and confident with the decisions I make and and owning the why yeah. with it. For sure. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, so for our listeners to kind of wrap their minds around what we're going to be doing here on Who Ate My Cake, there's one thing that I want to really talk about first, and that's the resources that we have available to serve us as working professionals from our perspective, from the place where we need to be met. We have tons of resources uh, when it comes to leadership and education around how to be a good professional. Shoot, I talk to businesses a lot and the first thing they want to know is, is how can I find a good employee? And um, ironically, that's an interesting question because it always goes back to us and where we're at. And so Who Ate My Cake is about having a conversation about the intersectionality between the employee and the employer. And hopefully when we can coach both sides of, of the conversation on an individual level, meeting them where they're at, but also putting into context what drives companies to make hiring decisions uh, and choose employees so that we can find places that fit for us, that's where we're going to have change. And most importantly, that's where we find happy work. Uh, is when we're clear about who we are and what we want so that we can investigate clearly uh, and prospect for those places that have those intersections so that we can connect. So when I talk to individuals who have been coached or directed to act a certain way or be a certain way or show up in a space a certain way, Oftentimes, the underpinning of all of that has to do with meeting the expectation of the corporation. And that's great as long as that place is a fit for you. The challenge is, is that we have such a cookie cutter recommendation for the individual who's having to navigate the career space that um, we get them lost in the mix and therefore we get lost in the mix. And I think this happens because those people that we're looking to are oftentimes our supervisors and supervisors are overloaded. They have a lot of things on their plate. They're practitioners. They're also supposed to be managing people. They just don't have the time. And so when we turn to them for directions and feedback, there's not enough time and space to serve everybody if they have a, a large team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only going to get more so like that. Really? Mm-hmm. It's called, I think it's cultural. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the thing that I've missed in my own work experiences and my colleagues and in the conversations I've had with others doing work and doing coaching work about career is that mentor piece that apparently everybody's supposed to be able to have access to, but that's not real. Not everybody has access to it. And the resources that we have available are all speaking in the context of serving the corporation. And so what we're here to do at Who Ate My Cake and on Who Ate My Cake is really to talk to you as an individual and about how you can establish healthy boundaries, healthy understandings, healthy relationships with work so that you can do what you have been set out on this earth to do. That may not be the job that you're doing. That job might be the thing that helps you serve your bigger purpose and whatever that is. But we're here to talk to you and where you're at and help you get to a place of confidence and security in what your decisions are in relation to your career, how it serves your purposes, and how to craft a plan 
to develop something that's going to help you achieve where you need to be and where you'd like to be. So this podcast is all things career because we're career nerds and we love career. And so uh, we're also going to talk about workplace happiness, which we don't talk about very much. Oftentimes we measure workplace satisfaction, but maybe not so much happiness. Engagement um, in human resources right now is a big deal. And a part of factoring in what our level of engagement is has to do with our happiness factor at work. And maybe a little bit of this utopic idea that we can have it all have our cake and eat it too or eat our cake and have yeah, it too. Yeah, absolutely. Because when we look at, there's this idea that, okay, I if I'm going to be career-minded, I'm going to pursue this with this level of determination that uh, all other things must fall to the wayside. And then you do that. And I was like, wow, that really sucks. Yeah, some, some <laughs> things got stepped on along the way and right. now I've got to fix it or so life changes. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's so funny because you can have yourself on this pathway and this expectation of where you think you're going to go. And then all of a sudden reality hits and it's your expectations and reality are just completely out of alignment. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. You're, you're all like, let down. You're like, don't, don't, do Oh, no. You know, and yeah, isn't it funny how life things get in the way? Yeah. And so we'll be talking about that, too, about how to maybe survive those in moments where you don't have control over what that outcome was um, and trying to help you strategically evaluate some alternatives so that you can move forward. Yes. And finding value in the now is such a challenge uh, when you you get this future-oriented mindset or goggles on where you're looking at everything through you know the next three four or five steps which is fantastic but it, it does make it sometimes hard to appreciate where you're at now if you feel like you're not where you should be, should be. yeah mm-hmm. and so being able to kind of have that that rubber band appreciation where you can stretch to see where you could go but also mm-hmm. return to to equilibrium and and figure out where you're at now has value and how you're going to use that too. Yep. Um, really being present in the moment and being able to use that to your advantage in a way that helps you be effective um, and happy, like long-term happiness instead of situationally happy, right? Like mm-hmm. in the moment. It's like gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. Grateful for the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard, especially when you're really career-minded. Uh, if you're like us, we are career-driven, we're career-minded, we have every decision we've ever made. I can assure you, has had a career lens to it. There's been an agenda that has been driving it in relation to our career. And the biggest challenges I know I've experienced when it comes to career is when things clash with my roles and my experiences and my situations and where like that thing of finding a place that works for me based on where I'm at right now. And so it's not just about like wanting to achieve that big hairy idea It's about finding value about where you're at right now and seeing its role and its purpose. And if it doesn't have a role or a purpose, then helping you make a decision. We're going to do a lot of decision-making trees because it's about like making progress and being able to make a decision um, to get there. So working with what you got, Mm -hmm. meeting where you're at, working with what you got. Yeah. I've seen where like somebody's diagnosed with a, a chronic illness and they're at this point in their career where they're like, well, I don't have time for that. And it's, well, you don't have a choice. You have a chronic illness and your life circumstance is very different now. Yeah. Um, And it's not anything against you. It's just, 
what do you need to do in order yeah. to like readjust to this new paradigm? For sure. I don't think I could have said that better. That was a really good example. With that said, I think it's time for backgrounds. Cassie's like, no. 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 Uh, yeah. So uh, that wasn't the right answer. Um, um, it's all right. There isn't a right yeah, answer. That's not what I was expecting. That was not what I was expecting. Uh, so backgrounds. Um, Cassie and I have tried to work together a couple of times in a couple of different ways. Uh, we have worked together. Like, it wasn't a try. We did it. We did. I thought we worked together very well. It's external factors that got in the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, Cassie and I have known each other for how many years now? 10 years. 10. Wow. Wow. Time flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have been together through a couple of major life changes, career mm-hmm. changes. We love talking about workplace stuff so much that I think our husbands are like, are you guys working? Like, are you in a work relationship together? We've always been in a work relationship. That's never ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we, and so, so much so that like literally we'll be in the middle of having like an everyday normal conversation and we're like Googling stuff and being like, did you know, statistically speaking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Did you like, we're like, wait a second. I didn't think that, but now I want to have a little bit more understanding around it. Let's get some background knowledge on this. Yeah. So like our lifelong learning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The good news is if you're not into that too much, we're here to help you with that because we like Googling stuff. (laughs) Right. Um, Like, let me get into this database and like, what's an EBSCO host? I'm going to find some, (laughs) I'm going to find some peer uh, reviewed resources on this (laughs) to corroborate what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're that nerdy about it. That nerdy that will like, Every day, that's what our conversations are about, probably. Yeah. More often than not, have to do with work or stuff that impacts work. And so 10 years, we've known each other. And uh, we started out in the same space 10 years ago in higher education at a community college. We diverged. Cassie, you found a... I went the for-profit route, and then I went back to the non-profit route, and it's... It's gone from education to healthcare to construction, uh, back to education. So training and development. Yeah, a lot of different a lot of different industries that I've gone into, uh, but usually from the perspective of how does this impact your career? What are you looking to do? Like my conversations with people have always been, you know, whether it's from an education standpoint, how does this fit in with your career goals? Uh, if it's in the work po- workforce, it's how does this fit in with your career goals? So, yep, recruiting, mm-hmm. um, orientations, orientations, kind of trainings, HR related things, mm-hmm. coaching, lots of coaching. Yeah. <laughs> so some some good conversation there in terms of how things should be versus how they actually are. Yeah. In the workforce. Yep. And those are uncomfortable conversations yep you've had a lot of uncomfortable conversations yeah i'm like well, let's dig into this let's get in there and yeah, you're like, comfortable great because we're gonna talk about it i'm like yeah that's that's pretty much like the workforce is a very uncomfortable thing <laughs> <laughs> so much um, stuff it turns out like you have this I- idea of someone like having their baggage and getting to the workforce and here's this desk next to the front office and i'm just gonna sit right here and then i'm gonna go in and leave all my baggage out there no nobody does that never <laughs> that doesn't happen we we are who we are and we bring everything with us whether it's yep and so um 
a similar kind of situation. I stayed in higher ed. In all of my positions, I've actually done training and development or education-based advising, which has created the opportunity to have conversations about career on a regular basis. So because I'm such a holistic thinker, um, I spend a lot of times thinking about what the bigger picture was, why are they doing what it is they're doing, and then resourcing them accordingly to be able to make their experience as efficient as possible to the best of my ability, rate in which they're willing to receive it. And I've worked with GED to PhD. I've worked with domestic and international students. Uh, and now in my um, career, I'm an owner, single owner in uh, as HD Career Consulting. And I do career planning and coaching and job searching support for individuals. And I have a lot of conversations with individuals every day, adults primarily, uh, about how to navigate their barriers to access authentically and helping them find places that are going to fit for them um, based on what their needs are and really, really hone in on helping them work with what they have because I can't manifest things in thin air and make it uh, make things equal for everybody. Like that's just not going to happen. And so we practice a lot of self-reflection working with clients and helping them see where they're at right now and connect them to what's going to create access in the future and then teach them how to get there um, strategically. It's like recognizing, hey, these barriers exist, but what can I still do? There's a solution Mm -hmm. and we can find a solution, very solution focused. And so we come to you from a place of strategy, career strategy, right? And we want to share that with you. And so uh, we invite you to listen to us by subscribing at whoatemycake.com forward slash subscribe. If you have things that you want to cover about career that you have concerns about or questions, we want you to tell us and you could do that on whoatemycake.com forward slash ideas. Uh, we look forward to learning, hearing, and seeing what you have to say about all things career. And we just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs>